Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Welcome to I'm Talking Waffles. I'm your host, Ileana. So last week we covered homeschooling and what it was like to be a homeschooled student my entire life. And I briefly mentioned the SAT and if I had enough interest, I was going to talk about the SAT and what it was like taking the SAT as a Canadian homeschooled girl. And yeah, so we're just going to talk about that. I'm going to let you know all about my SAT experience. So the SAT is an entrance exam used by most colleges and universities to make admission admission decisions. Um, it's widely used in the United States and it's been around since 1926. There's over 1.5 million high school graduates um, in the class of 2021 who have taken this test. Um, it's offered seven times a year and it basically covers writing, critical reading, and mathematics. And so you don't need this test in Canada, to my knowledge. I don't think you need it in Canada unless the rules have changed, but this is an American test. But the reason that I, a Canadian girl, had to take it was because being homeschooled, you don't really have the proof of your education. Whereas when you're in high school, you do because your parents can easily like forge your certificates and diplomas and like all of that stuff. So it's homeschooling is not really recognized in a lot of colleges and universities, at least in Canada. They have special homeschooled steps you need to take, which is like 20 times more effort to apply to a school versus if you're in high school. And so you have to write like your letter of admissions and like all that usual stuff, but then you really have to back up that you were actually formally educated and you didn't just like sit in your house and eat cookies all day. So this is where the SAT comes in, or as I mentioned, you could also take the GED, which is the adult diploma. I think is what it is, but you have to be 19 to take it. So SAT, you can take it before you're 19. I took it when I was 17. As I mentioned, I graduated early and all that jazz. And so I did not want to go to like school at 19. I wanted to do it as early as possible so I could, you know, like get a job. And like, I mean, it paid off because here I am. I'm working in a, a great company. I'm writing every day. And yeah, my company actually cares about its employees, which is really cool. Like I hit the jackpot. So yeah, I had to take this SAT. And so I had spent, I guess like six months, maybe longer studying for this exam. And the SAT I find is a little unfair because it only focuses on, like I said, English and math and mathematics. I am very, very strong in English and critical reading. But when it comes to mathematics, I am below average. I have just never been able to understand it. It's something that I want to work towards, but I have a lot of like math induced anxiety. So I need to work on dealing with my normal anxiety before I can face my math anxiety. Cause the idea of doing math like makes me sweat when I think about it. And I think anybody with a bad math experience understands where I'm coming from. However, I'm also a firm believer that I can do it and you shouldn't let your fear make you avoid things that you don't want to do. And even if it's hard and you think you can't understand it, you in fact can understand it and it just takes a little bit longer. You just got to find different ways to do it. Um, that's all easy, like said and done, but doing it is the hard part. But yeah, as a high schooler, I had really, really bad math anxiety, like worse than I do now to the point where like if I looked at math, like my brain would just be like, like that there's just nothing in there nothing in my brain 
And so it was really, really hard for me to study for mathematics for this test because honestly, my math skills were really weak in grade 10, 11, 12. It was okay, like up to grade nine, but I don't know what happened in grade 10 and beyond. But all of the math concepts covered on the SAT were grade 10, 11, 12, which is where I was weakest. And so I tried really hard, like I was studying, I was doing all this and that, and I had like this gigantic math book and I was taking these Khan Academy courses as well to really, really study for it. But I also don't think I studied hard enough, not hard enough, but I didn't study smart enough in terms of math because I, looking back, I could have done way more to enhance my math abilities, but because I was so like scared of math, I kind of took the easy way out. And so I studied, but I didn't study as in depth as I should have, <clears throat> excuse me. And so the uh, for the test, I remember that I had to like take this weird photo of myself to like prove that I was like who I say, who I am saying I am. And so I had to send in like that photo and everything. And it was like, I think it was like an hour away, like where the test center was because there's nothing in my town. <sighs> Sorry, I'm so tired. It's like 7.30 right now. And yeah, so I was like, okay, I do all that stuff. I'm studying. I study every single day and I'm like, okay, this is scary. And so I'm like, okay, here we go. The day of the test comes and I had like the worst sleep ever because... I got that insomnia life going on, but not anymore because I'm about to finish my eight week long insomnia course training then that teaches you how to sleep like a regular human. And so, yeah, I don't really have insomnia anymore. I still do, but it's not nearly as bad. Like I used to lay awake for like two plus hours, but now it's like 30 minutes at the most. And I'm like, yes. So apparently that number is supposed to shrink the more I do it too. So sweet, right? Anyways. So stressed out of my mind, 17 year old girl, this is the first time I was ever gonna take an in-person test because obviously everything was homeschooled, everything was online. Um, and I was like, oh my goodness, I'm super scared. And I remember I wore my NaNoWriMo shirt, my sweatshirt, which I'm actually wearing today. Um, and I was like, okay, here we go, here we go. It's time to do this. And I think that I could have scored better. I'm kind of like alluding to what my score is, but I think that I could have scored better if I was in a better mindset. And that's because, okay, I just read this book the other day. I think I mentioned it in a couple episodes back, but it's basically called like Mindset and it's by this PhD woman. And she basically talks about like how if you're blocking, like you have like these blockers basically, and you close your mindset to different things, you get stuck in this fixed mindset instead of like this open more growth mindset. And I was stuck in a fixed mindset when it comes to math and when it comes to test taking and my ability to take a test. I was so like sickly anxious about taking this test because it like felt like my whole life relied on it, which I mean, it kind of did, but because I went into it thinking I was gonna fail mathematics, you know what happens. But anyways, back to the test. We're talking about the future here, but we're going back to where we were. So I get there, I get ready to take the test. And the first thing that it covers is English. And I'm like, yes, this is amazing. I'm so excited. And they had like these super, super strict rules that as soon as the time clock stops, you have to put down your pencil. You cannot flip through your pages. You can't, you have to immediately stop writing what you do or you're disqualified from the test. And so they put a lot of like stress on already stressed students who are taking this test. But I've always felt confident in my English abilities, which again, goes back to that mindset that I was talking about that I was like, yeah, like I know this. 
head to toe, backwards, forwards, inside out. I know everything. And so language is like the only thing I'm confident in, I guess, um, when I was a teenager. And so this was really easy, this like this part of the test. I'm like, this is amazing. So I'm really happy they started with language. But then they had like this handwritten essay portion. And this was so strange to me because it gave you this concept. It was like about elephant ivory. And it basically gave you like a short, like maybe two sentences about, it's like write an essay about elephant ivory and how it affects the world. And I'm just like, how am I supposed to write an essay if I don't have any research behind it? I have to do it all by hand and I have like 10 minutes to write this essay. I don't know what the SAT people were thinking. I don't know if it was supposed to be like a, you should have knowledge on issues around the world. And fortunately enough, I was, I had knowledge on elephant ivory, which is just a coincidence. It's just because my eldest sister loves elephants. And so I know obscure things about elephants because she knows obscure things about elephants. And I actually did pretty well on this essay, which was surprising that I had nothing to back up my arguments or points on, but I don't even know how they read my handwriting, to be honest. But yeah, I had to write this essay about elephant ivory and I had no idea about what it was even supposed to be about. It was weird. It was just like weird to me that I couldn't research it. Um, so after that, then came the mathematics, the part that I was so, so scared of. And the first few questions I remember, I understood them because they were things that I was studying. Really, These were things that I studied really, really hard and didn't avoid because they were scared. These were just like the polynomial, whatever, positive, negative things. Um, those are the only things that I think in grade nine, I actually understood. And yeah, so then the other ones, honestly, a lot of the questions stumped me and I did my best because I remember that putting in an answer is better than not putting in an answer, if I remember correctly, or it's the other way around, not putting in an answer is better than putting, I think it was putting in an answer because you won't get, like, cause if you get it right, then you get the points. And then if you don't get it right, you don't lose the points or something. I'm not really sure, but anyways. I did that and then I finished the test and I felt so physically sick. Like that was my first in-person test. There were so many stressful things happening. Like these people who had to walk around to make sure you weren't cheating and stuff. And I'm like, why would I cheat? Like, I don't even know these people or anything. Um, but yeah, it was just like added on stress. And then like all the strict rules about how you have to put your pencil down immediately. Um, if your pencil breaks, then whoop, sucks to be you. You should have had a backup, like that kind of thing. Um, I had like 30 pencils with me because I was so scared of like my pencil break and not being able to finish my test. Yeah, so that was like the SAT itself. And then when I got back, I had this option that I could blindly send my SAT results to universities and colleges, or I could wait like six weeks and then see the results and then send it. And I'm like, I'm just gonna send it. Cause like, no matter what the results are, I didn't have time in my like, life plan that I planned out to retake the SAT. And I'm like, whatever, like I can't change these results if I can or can't see them. And honestly, I'd rather not see them. And so, yeah, I sent them out to the universities and colleges and I got accepted to a historian program at a university. I got accepted to the photography program. I got accepted to a journalism program. I got accepted to the creative writing program, basically, all of the things that I applied for, except for like Western University and Queens University. Um, Cause I applied to those two universities and those ones didn't want me because they're jerks, but all the other ones 
accepted me like McMaster University and um, other universities in my area that I live that I'm not going to mention because I don't want stalkers and other colleges and things. So that was cool. But when I actually saw the results and okay, so I didn't get accepted until after I saw the results. So this is what kind of caused a lot of stress to me because I sent them out blindly and I didn't know if I was even going to get accepted to any place. And that was like a really big worry for me. And then I ended up getting my SAT results and oh boy, oh boy, were they bad. They were so bad and bad in terms of not in English. My English critical reading essay skills were above average. My mathematics skills were below average. I didn't even get double digit of the number of questions correct on the math side. Whew. Yeah, still thinking about it. Like it's kind of embarrassing and kind of depressing. However, it's okay because the schools that did accept me didn't care about my math abilities because I was applying for English language writing, that kind of stuff. And so they looked at my above average English scores and that was cool. But at that moment, when I saw that my test scores were not perfect, like my English, I'm honestly still happy with my English, but my math scores, because they were below average and like barely any of the questions I did were even right. Um, it was really stressful for me because it took so, it felt like an eternity until I finally got an email from colleges and universities being like, hey, you've been accepted, congratulations. Like you've been accepted to this program. Um, yeah, and I remember I got like the mail, like the physical snail mail and I was like so worried and I opened it up and I'm like, oh, what is this from? And then it was an acceptance letter from a school and I was like, yeah, 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 I'm not dumb, I'm not dumb. Um, I remember sharing that because I was like so stressed from this SAT then. And then in one of the most exhilarated moments of my life, after I was accepted and accepted my journalism program, I was like, ha, ah, here's what we're going to do. I took my SAT scores and all of my study materials and I burned it and it felt so good. I so like right outside of my pool because there was like a pool in my childhood home. And so I burned this near the pool in case like anything would catch on fire or whatever. So I literally just burned my SAT results. I burned my study materials. I burned everything. I'm pretty sure I even burned the pencils. Like it's funny because I'm not really the kind of person who wants to burn things or break things, but this SAT deserved it. It did. All the stress and anxiety that it caused me, like, ugh, I would never take the SAT again. Um... Yeah, so I burned my SAT to the ground and then I actually had to take one more exam at the college that accepted me, which was like this really, really long English focused only test. And I'm very happy to say that I blew that test out of the water. And then that it was like two days later when I got my acceptance letter. Um, yeah, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, so that was my SAT experience. It was so stressful. Stress AT. That's what the S in SAT stands for. Stress. I don't think I could ever reach that level of stress ever again. Like the kind of stress that you just feel like your body is just burning at all times. Yeah. I mean, I feel like anybody who applied to a university or college and you're just waiting to hear for that acceptance. It's just ugh, yucky, right? Like it's just so stressful. But here we are living our best life. I think even if some of the other schools didn't accept me or even if I wasn't accepted in general, I bet I would have found something that I enjoyed and loved and to do. Yeah, but I'm very happy with how everything played out in a weird way. Like I suffered a lot with that SAT, but it helped me get to 
a college, which helped me get to a cool program, which let me meet a bunch of amazing people and got me a job. And now I can buy Starbucks frequently. So, you know, it's a win-win. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed my SAT experience. If you've ever taken the SAT, I would love to hear about your experience as well, especially if you're American, because I hear that Americans have to take it like every year of high school or something. And I don't know if that's true or if that still happens, but yeah, let me know like if that's something you do, because I can't imagine having to take the SAT more than once. Post-production Ileana here from my echoey editing studio. I just wanted to add on that I don't think the SAT really defines somebody's intelligence or somebody's capabilities to learn because my SAT, if you look at it, it's basically saying that I'm below average and that I don't think is fair because I was the top GPA of my college in my program and I am able to adapt and learn better. So I just wanted to add on to that because if you get a bad score, I really don't want you to think that that defines who you are or your capabilities to learn or anything like that because that's what I don't like about these tests that you take one of these tests, you send off to universities and they judge you based on that. They don't judge you on who you are as a person. They don't judge you on, again, your capabilities to learn, how well you can adapt, how nice of a person you are, how funny you are, like how awesome you would be at a job or how awesome you would be at anything else. So I just wanted to add that on because I think that's something really important because I felt like the SAT was basically saying that I'm below average and I won't be able to achieve anything in the world and yeah, that I'm just not going to succeed in life, but it doesn't. It doesn't define you. It doesn't do any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, so that was my little my little add-on. Sorry, it's so echoey. Um, yeah, so let's jump over to everybody's favorite part of the show. That's right. It's the fun fact of the day. So today's fun fact is... Dun, da, da. Michael Keenry is the youngest graduate in the world. He received his degree in 1994 at age 10 from the University of South Alabama in anthropology. That's amazing. That's the kind of kid who everyone's like, why can't you be like Michael? Michael has a degree uh, at 10 years old. You should be more like Michael. Um, yeah, I know, but I hope Michael is doing great wow michael's not even that old like right michael's probably still alive one sec we're gonna google michael yeah michael's alive okay so michael is 38 years old he was born in honolulu hawaii he's a child prodigy he's the youngest person to ever graduate college that's awesome look at this guy proud of you michael i don't know who you are but proud of you 38 years old oh he's also known for setting several world records related to graduating at a young age as well as teaching college students while still a teenager additionally on a game show he also won over 1 million dollars this man's a genius congratulations michael well with that um i need to let you know that i am going on vacation next week so there won't be a new episode next week because i'm taking vacation and I'm forcing myself not to think about work or content or anything in general. I'm just focusing on relaxing and having a good time. Although I will definitely be recording my adventure, but nothing is going to be coming out next week because I'm taking vacation. So I'm very excited to take this vacation. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's something that I really need to be doing more often. 
Um, yeah, so no new episode or no new YouTube video next week. They should resume the following week. I'll, if anything happens in that case, I'm going to, I'll update you on my social media channel. So just stay tuned in case anything like that happens, but it should just be one week without podcast or YouTube videos. And then I'll be back from my vacation. So I'm going to wish you a great rest of your morning, a great rest of your evening, a great rest of your night, a great rest of your apocalypse, and a great rest of your studying or test taken. I'm pretty sure this is the time of the year where everybody's already done school and all of that stuff. So, I mean, you're probably already done, but if you're studying for a test or anything like that, like wishing you the best of luck, um, remember that it's, you can do it and you just, yeah, don't let the anxiety trick you. Okay. I will see you not next Monday, but in two Mondays, hopefully, um, unless something happens, but it should just be one Monday. Okay.